Hello, and welcome to SG Squared. Steve Bladen, Global Small Groups Pastor at Saddleback Church, pulls from his 20-plus years of small group ministry experience to encourage and equip listeners to lead more effective small group ministry. Sit back, learn, and enjoy SG Squared with Steve Gladen. Welcome to SG Squared, Steve Gladen on Small Groups. Thank you so much for tuning in. Derek here along with your other host, Saddleback Church's Connection Pastor, the man, Steve Gladen. So good to be with everybody. Love it when we start out a show and it's got energy to it. Hey, welcome back to the show, Steve. Uh, As the title says, five ways to start the year right. We're obviously talking about planning and anybody that's been involved in ministry for any decent amount of time knows that time literally flies. I mean, week piles up after week, month after month, and before you know it, a year has flown by. So planning is critical, it's essential, and I believe you've been at Saddleback almost 25 years now doing group, Steve, so you know a little bit of something about planning. Set this up for us. Yeah, you know, I I think about all the things we see. We see houses, we see cars, we see different things, and we go, it would be idiotic to build those without a plan, without a, a, a you know, a architectural plans, anything like that. Derek, you know this from your father-in-law. I mean, he he builds stuff. He builds houses and that. And he would never go into that operation saying, well, let's kind of figure it out as we go. We'll throw a room here. We'll throw a room there. I mean, you got plans, you got blueprints, you got city approval and things like that. And there's this old phrase that says it's, you can fail to plan or you can plan to fail. And part of what I think we, we do so often is we we just miss the fundamentals. And, and I know every quarter I go through goal setting. And I know we're saying, you know, that here's five ways to start the year off right. But I would almost change it up a little bit and just say, hey, here, you know, every quarter, think through these five things and saying, are we are we focused? Are we staying on the things? So I know we want to talk about five ways. I know there's more, and we're going to give you some great resources at the end of the show. You want to stick on stick around for that, uh, and got some new stuff that's happening in the small group network. So uh, if you're listening to this in uh, January of 23, uh, you know you're you're going to get the first drop on some on some new cool stuff that's happening. So. We'll keep it right like that. You always want to stay in tune for the new drop on stuff. So much happening in the small group network, uh, with the events, with resources, and um, with a new kind of opportunity ministry, it sounds like. So I'm excited to hear about that. Where do you want to take this, Steve? Okay. Let's talk about five things that you can do to start off the year right. Let's just go real simple and basic. And let me just kind of rattle through these five things. You, You may be thinking of them. But, but if you aren't, I really want to encourage you as you're setting up every goal every, every quarter uh, or you may be starting out in the beginning of the year or you're reflecting at the end of the year, you want to ask yourself these things. And the first one is, is you got to remember, what are you trying to, trying to produce? Now, for us at Saddleback, we're trying to put the five verbs of the Great Commission and the Great Commandment in the heart of every person and the heart of every group. Now, that is our, if we're not doing that, we're failing. But we have to understand if that's what we're trying to produce, we're trying to produce a person, trying to produce Derek or Steve or whoever goes to Saddleback Church. We're trying to help them understand these are the five verbs. This is what you need to be focused on. And we want to get those balanced. And when we use the word balanced uh, in their heart, 
We're talking about the balance of the word as a verb. So how you prior, how you harmonizing those uh, into your your heart, and that's what we're trying to do. We got to ask ourselves: Is everything we're planning, everything we're doing, is it leading to producing that? Does the training we have, does the curriculum pathway we have, does, do the tools that we're designing and developing, do the newsletters, do the to the people that are coaching out there in the field, do does the data collection reinforce that? Does our pathway to developing group health, do all those things funnel in to what we're trying to produce, the unit of one? And so before you start your planning, I would first ask yourself, do you know what you're trying to produce? If you don't, before you start planning, go back to that and say, okay, how do I make this happen with me? Do I, do I need to talk to my senior leader? Do I need to talk to my senior leadership? How are you deciding what is that end in mind that you're trying to produce? I remember uh, going to my first lobby gathering years ago as a new small group pastor. So I had all these questions about small group ministry and how was I going to build this thing. And I remember cornering you, Steve, at the lobby after one of the sessions and rattling off all these questions. And uh, yeah, your first question to me was, what are you trying to produce? I think, <laughs> I think, I think you said, what's your, uh, you know, what's your end in mind? What kind of disciple are you mind. trying to produce? And so you threw it yeah. back at me and I was like, oh, crud, I got to go way deeper. Yeah. Yeah. And it's common too. I mean, um, I wish I could say, I mean, it's just, uh, I've, Rick has uh, discipled me and uh, brought me, you know, and it really doesn't matter what you're trying to produce. It doesn't have to be necessarily the five verbs that Jesus said in the Great Commission and the Great Commandment, but you do have to know what it is. So that's hilarious, though. It does. You know what? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm wash, rinse, and repeat. Wash, rinse, and repeat. <laughs> so keep asking me and I'll keep bringing it back to you. All right. What do you got for us next on this, uh, on the second, the second letter? Yeah, to start out the to start your year out right or quarter, whichever one. The second thing I would say is uh, you you got to make sure: Do I have a team around me? And and again, I would encourage you um, in business if you're going to start a startup company. Uh, one of the things you're going to do is you're going to develop a C-suite. You're going to be the CEO because you're starting the company. But you're going to get a COO, you're going to get a CFO, you're going to get a CIO, a CTO, a CSO, a CHR, you know, depending on what type of business you're going into. But you're going to be, you're going to be building out the C-suite who are going to be around you and doing everything that you're doing in this business. Now, you're in the small group ministry business. And so my question to you is, who are you building around you? Most likely, we all tend to get um, uh, community leaders or what some people call coaches uh, to, to help you manage the day-to-day -day operations of your people. What I'm talking about is getting people around you who are strategic thinkers. Uh, for me, I want to have, guess no shock, five people around me who are strategic thinkers in different areas, like in connecting, in building fellowship across a small group ministry, in developing discipleship deeper, and how do we do that? Uh, you know, just even as we speak, I have one guy on our uh, on our advisory team who is focused on taking subgrouping to the next level of getting more discipleship happening. And so, because he's passionate about that, 
in the area of serving, you know, making sure our groups are all got serving opportunities and we're interfacing with the 301 pastors across all of our campuses and in the area of evangelism and mission and then the uh, areas of worship. And so we're always trying to say, build the team around you because one of the things I love is that when I have a team around me, we get lots of ideas and we get the best ideas. So the second thing right there is saying, don't do this solo. We, we tell our small group leaders all the time, don't lead alone. Involve the people in your group because when they're involved, they feel valued. And in the same way, there are volunteer leaders out there that you could bring on your C team that will help you build your small group ministry. So don't, after you know what you were trying to produce, get a team around you that are passionate about the different areas you're trying to produce in a disciple to come together to build your small group ministry. Critical to have that team, isn't it? And like you said, so that you can get yeah. not only all the best ideas, but also so that you can do other things. So that, you know, when you empower your team and you can delegate some stuff to them, you can do those key things that God's called only that you can do to lead this team. So absolutely critical to have that team. All right, that was number one and two. What do you got for number three? Three is you got to identify the holes that you're trying to help correct and build up. Uh, you know, I just went through, uh, I just met with a, an executive coach and I spent four grueling days and really what he was trying to decipher more than build me up, which he did later on uh, in these days. But one of the things he's trying to do is identify my growth areas. What are my blind spots? And what are the areas I need to grow in? Which I know, Derek, you're probably thinking, what is that? Maybe one thing? You're thinking Steve Glade blind spots? No on. way. Yeah, I know. Yeah, in all <laughs> honesty, uh, I held on my blind spots. It came out as like a page and a half. And I held them up at least. I go, oh my gosh, is, is this me? No, this is not me. Tell me this is not me. Which uh, she couldn't confirm or deny. <laughs> but just, you know, to keep our marriage happy, just said, Move on and meet with that person. But part of what you got to be able to do, and, and this is what we are always deciphering here at Saddleback is, you know, in order to start the year off right, you got to assess what did you do right? Or this is a quarter too. You can think of this. We do this in our quarterly gathering. What have we done right? But also what, what are the holes that we need to plug? What are the cries we've heard from the people that are saying, hey, this needs to be fixed. We're missing this. We don't have this resource or, or maybe we planned to do something and we never did it and we didn't execute on it. We go, okay, we got to put it back on. We got to plan it. You've heard me time and time again tell that on my personal planner, I had on my personal planner for five years, write my first book, you know, which was small groups with purpose. I mean, for five years, that was on my personal planner and, and it, I, it's not bad that I didn't do it. But it just was a constant reminder, okay, I got to keep praying, I got to keep working on it, I got to keep trying to do it and make it happen. So it's not whether you execute your plan or not, although obviously we want to execute as much as possible, but you want to identify the holes and maybe identify the things you wanted to do if you've done this multiple times in the planning process and decide what, has it changed? Does that plan need to get scrapped and get killed? Or do you need to re-up it and make it happen? So I would say identify the holes that are in your small group ministry. And, you know, Derek, I think one of the things we're going to do is um, we're going to put a, um, a diagram in the show notes. 
And this is one that I use, and it's a diagram that will, will identify some different areas. And you can cross-reference my book, Small Groups with Purpose, uh, that can help you kind of take those deeper. But it's a good grid and a good picture to say, that's your small group ministry. Do you have the end in mind? Do you have a pathway for your groups? Do you have an on-ramp into your, to your groups? And uh, do you have the guardrails to keep your groups on track? It'll, it'll be a good diagnostic thing for you to identify. Do you have the holes in your, um, are there holes that are in your ministry? I think it's also important, Steve, to point out, to identify the holes in your ministry, you know, you're going to have to be a bit secure, you know, because to ask that question, you might not always like the answers or the feedback you get, right? So you got to remember the big picture that this is going to make the ministry overall healthier and actually your leadership more dynamic, but it might not always be fun to hear people share the holes that you, like you mentioned blind spot, that you might be blind to because you're so involved, uh, but somebody else might have a better perspective and really help you see stuff. So you just got to be okay with that, right? You know, Derek, I'm so glad you brought that up because, you know, I, I, I gave you my personal example, but you're right. When people start poking holes and telling you your group's ministry isn't working, I've been here 25 years. There's no one really to point as the reason other than me. So, you know, when, you, when you're the first year in a church, you're always like, going, whoa, what, what sucks? What went wrong? And all that, because it always falls to the other person. But you're so right. You really do need to be secure in yourself. And, and just personally, I remember when the executive coach I was working with was saying, you know, hey, here are some of your blind spots. I'm like going, I can't believe I'm paying you to tell me this. <laughs> you're fired. You ain't kidding, you know. Get out of here. Who are you? You're a liar. You're the diabolus. <laughs> well, that is number three. Uh, moving on to number four now. What do you got? Okay, man. Uh, I would say here, don't eat the elephant all at once. And it's the old adage, you know, how do you eat an elephant? And it's one bite at a time. And the same thing true is, you know, in your small group ministry, and I, I made jabs at the first year people, and I'm going to use an illustration in my first year. One of the things that we realized we were we were missing, because uh, we set this big goal of being able to say, let's get 100% of our people connected in a small group. And we were about 30%. And what we realized was, is, you know, hey, we can't go from 30 to 100%. All, it's too big of a goal. There's too many things that we've got to build. But we could start with one thing. And what was the one thing? Hey, let's do a connection event. And so, you know, we just focused on the connection event. And when we got that done, it wasn't the end all and the solving of every problem that we had or every hole that we had. But the point is, just pick one thing. Um, you know, in planning, they talk about paint the walls. And what it means is some of in your in home design, some of the greatest things you can do is the cheapest thing, which is this paint the walls. You paint the walls and it doesn't take care of everything, but it sure makes a giant step forward. And the same thing with your small group ministry. The fourth thing I'm trying to focus on here is saying, don't eat the elephant all at once, but you know, design some, what are some crawl steps you can take that you can do right now? Nothing's stopping you. Everything is in your power. Everything is in your control. And then what are some walk steps? And then some run steps. Generally, when you get in the run steps, it's got a, it's more collaborative. It's working with more different people in the church. And there's more things involved in making those tectonic shifts. 
but there's a lot of things that you control. So don't worry about eating the whole elephant. Just take one bite at a time, enjoy it, and uh, just just go for it. Yeah, that is great wisdom, especially if you're new in groups ministry, just starting out. Pace yourself. Get some low-hanging fruit wins that build momentum and excitement. That might just be recruiting three new leaders to re- lead three new groups. You know, something like yeah. that. If you're in a, depending on the size of your church and the situation, you know. Uh, but God will show you. But I love that. Don't eat all the elephant at once. Not that I know what an elephant tastes like, but uh, it was a good, good example. Okay, number four. Moving to the grand finale of number five. Drum roll. Drum roll is number five, set a goal. And what it is, if you don't have goals in your small group ministry, let me just tell you like this, you have no faith. Because when you put a date, when you put a SMART goal, you know, where it, where it is specific, where it's measurable, where it's attainable, where it's realistic and it's got a time-sensitive piece to it, when you set a goal in place where you're saying, hey, in February 10th of 2024, I am going to do this event. You know, whatever that event is or whatever it is you're trying to do, when you set a goal and you write it down and you tell others, your accountability goes high and your fear factor goes high. But the thing is, your faith factor will go higher. And so you got to set goals. You know, also in the show notes, um, this is, I have different goal sheets that I work off of. I have a, with my team, I do a quarterly goal setting uh, for our small group ministry. I have an individual planner uh, that I work with, both myself, my wife and I, we go out the start of the year and we just, we just don't do New Year's resolutions, uh, but we do uh, health resolutions, spiritual health resolutions of how can we improve our soul care. But in the show notes, I want you to look at that and, and pull it up uh, because it's from a, uh, in my shower, this is a screwy <laughs> thing. I have waterproof paper and a pencil and it's by this company. It says, don't let another good idea go down the drain. And uh, shout out to Ben Reed who gave that to me as a Christmas gift. Probably, oh my goodness, it's probably been six years ago that he gave that to me. And I've been buying the refills ever since. But a lot of times you have a great idea and you write it down in the shower, which I do. But on one of the pages, and you'll see this in the show notes, that this is my goal for 2022 on all the videos that we needed to do. And they were video projects that we had. And you'll see there that some of them got crossed out with a new goal date in them because of life happens. Uh, but all but one of them got done for in 2020, 2022. And, uh, and so you'll see that there's one that's still, I had to reslot it out, put it into Q1 of 2023. But the thing I want you to do is realize that if you don't set a goal, you won't hit it. And it's kind of like you want to hit nothing, don't, then don't set a target. But if you want to hit something, try to at least aim at a target. And you've got to take steps of faith and, and do those. So real quick, the top five here is... Know what you're trying to produce right there. Number two is encourage others to come around you. Build your C team that we talked about right there. Get others with passion areas 
that are different than yours. Number three is identify the holes in your ship of your small group ministry. I love what Derek brought up. You got to be a secure individual uh, because when people point out the holes, then ugh, it feels kind of painful. Four, don't worry about eating the elephant all at one time. Set crawl, walk, run goals so that you can at least, you know, get something done out of there. And number five is you got to set goals. Set SMART goals. If you're not familiar with SMART goals, I'd encourage you to go on your web browser and just type in SMART goals. And it'll, it'll give you uh, pretty details of what all those are. But I encourage you to set those up. Well, there are your five ways to start the year right. And Steve, I love how in that last one, number five, you started out by saying that, hey, if you don't set a goal, you don't got any faith. I mean, that's like both barrels blazing. Come on, man. But uh, that was awesome. We need to hear that. Um, you also mentioned three resources you're going to have for us. So uh, we can't leave without getting those from you. Gosh, we have some exciting stuff that's happening and in February of 2023, uh, we've got some great things. So number one resource that's happening is we're starting a coaching network. If those of you that know me, I'm not a coach. I am a planner. I'm a recruiter. There's a lot of things. I'm a visionary. Um, you know, I know how to set mission and stuff like that and follow through and build teams. One of the things I'm not really good at is coaching people. And you may be saying, hey, I need some coaching to happen in my small group ministry. And if you go to smallgroupnetwork.com forward slash coaching, we have some certified coaches that have been going through a program all through the latter part of 21 and 22 to be ready for this moment. So super excited about that. It's an opportunity where you can get people that the small group network has certified and trusted and wants to help you out. So that's one of the resources. Another thing that's happening in February is we are going to be offering ways for your church to uh, be good stewards of the money that they have. Now, one of the things that's happened throughout the small group network is we have everything that's a la carte. We have so many different resources, so many courses, so many opportunities, so many different things that you can get, um, some for free, some that you have to pay for. But one of the things we're doing is we're going to be introducing a tiered program. And what's great about that, you may say, hey, I, I just like all, only the free stuff. And so we got a bunch of free stuff that we're just going to continue on with because we love to help you out and, and be there. There's also a tier called the Friends of the SGN, the Small Group Network. And uh, you can be a part of that tier and, and figure out what it means to be you know, a part of that. Then there's an individual plan where there's a lot of things that you can get from that. But what I want to focus on is then there's the, the church plan, and that's what we call the all-access plan. And in the all-access plan, one of the things that I'm going to be doing for the people that are in their all-access plan is I'm going to be doing a monthly coaching call with you and a Q&A. Now, one of the things that I do have is a lot of life experience. I've been doing groups uh, over 35 years. And the thing that I can do is I may not be able to handhold and walk you through the coaching that you may need. I can also give you a lot of life experience with that. And so we're going to be doing monthly call if you're in that part of the plan. So we have more of the ongoing coaching uh, that can happen at, with the smallgroupnetwork.com uh, forward slash coaching. Uh, if you get into our all access plan, I'll be you know sitting with you every month and doing some Q and A's, answering your questions, 
but also giving some coaching tips right there. And then the third thing that can help you out is we have two courses that are just designed to help you build a strategic plan. They're called Align and they're called Accelerate. And I just want to encourage you uh, coming up in 2023 in July 11 through 13 is uh, we're having three days, one day on Align, two days on Accelerate, and you will walk away with a strategic plan. So when you're talking about starting out the year right, there are three great resources that will help you in taking the things that we talked about, the things that we know, but put people and processes around you to make sure that they happen. So just hope that helps you out. And whether you're starting out the quarter or whether you're starting out the year, I just want to encourage you in planning. This is a powerful thing that we want to make sure you get right. Hey, and another resource idea I'll throw in there for free is the uh, online courses we've got on our courses page, smallgroupnetwork.com yeah. forward slash resources or courses. Um, some amazing courses for people to go through and uh, get all the wisdom and life experience of Steve from the comfort of home. And we actually have quite a few different courses that are out there. So it's, it's really great. So I, don't, I do a lot of them. I, we don't do all of them. But I know we have over 15 courses that are floating out there for you. So trust that those So there out. are your five ways to start the year right. Um, and there are some amazing resource ideas for you. Again, click the show notes uh, below to access uh, more information regarding those resources. And uh, hey, we just want to thank you yeah. for spending part of your day with us. And we hope this episode really encouraged you and equipped you to lead better small group ministry. Until next time, goodbye. See you later, guys. Thank you for listening to Steve Gladen on Small Groups. If you like what you've heard, make sure you subscribe to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. If you want to learn more, make sure you check out smallgroupnetwork.com for more resources.